This is Tennis Quick Tips, episode 36. Hey, it's Kim from TennisFixation.com, your host for the Tennis Quick Tips podcast. With every episode, Tennis Quick Tips gives you a quick and easy tip to improve your tennis game and to make sure you're having fun every time you step on court. If you're going to put a lot of time, effort, and money into playing tennis, you should also put some time and effort into learning the rules of tennis. I'm a huge advocate of knowing the rules because points, games, and matches are won and lost based on the proper and sometimes the improper application of the rules. We've all had the experience of playing a match where something happens and no one seems to know exactly what the rule is that applies. Or someone seems like they know, but you're not 100% sure that they really do. This happens to me too, but not as often as it used to. I've really gone out of my way to try and learn the rules of tennis, and when those odd situations come up that I'm not sure about, I pull my trusty rule book out of my tennis bag and make sure we're all playing correctly. One of the situations that seems to happen to me a lot, so I'm guessing it happens to everyone, is when your opponent reaches across the net. Now let me say I play a lot of doubles, and I don't have the most powerful ground strokes, so the net is the best place for me to be. And a lot of ladies I come up against also like to be up at the net. And I say good for them because that's where you're supposed to be in doubles. But a small percentage of ladies I play seem to literally play right on top of the net. And when the ball comes to them, they very often come up with incredible, unreturnable volleys. So it seems like a good idea. The closer, the better, right? Well, I don't play six inches from the net as these ladies do for at least two reasons. Number one, I need a little room to react and hopefully hit a good volley. And number two, I don't want to reach over the net and contact the ball on the wrong side because that's against the rules. Rule 24H of the USTA's official rules of tennis says that a player loses the point if the player hits the ball before it has passed the net. A great explanation of what this rule means is given on the USTA's website in their article, Reaching Over the Net. I'll put a link to that article in the show notes for this episode, which you can find at tennisfixation.com slash quicktips36. The article explains that while a player can break the plane of the net on a follow-through from a shot, the ball must be on that player's side of the net when the ball was struck. The player cannot touch the net or the opponent's court with anything he wears or carries or with any part of the body. So to put this in plain English, imagine the net continues straight up towards the sky. It's a straight and flat plane reaching up infinitely. You can only return a shot by hitting the ball on your side of the plane. So when you're up at the net, you must hit the ball on your side. Your racket can then follow through across this plane, 
but only after you've hit the ball. So that seems obvious, and why is this a problem? Well, it usually becomes a problem because the person who gets to make the call on whether a player has reached across the net to hit a ball is the player doing the reaching. Paragraph 5 of the code, which we should all be using in our matches, states that a player calls all shots landing on or aimed at the player's side of the net. This means that while you may think your opponent is reaching, your opponent is the one who makes the call on whether or not he or she is. And if you think this is an odd situation that doesn't happen too frequently, well, it does. In fact, this exact scenario just happened a few weeks ago in a match at the Sony Open in Miami involving Andy Murray and Novak Djokovic. Djokovic supposedly hit a winning shot up at the net and Murray called Djokovic to the net to ask him if he had reached across the net to hit it. Djokovic apparently claimed he hadn't touched the net, which wasn't the issue, and he didn't think he'd reached, although he didn't know what the rule was. That's apparently what he told Murray at the net. The chair umpire apparently gave some kind of vague response and let the point stand. Later, in a press conference, Djokovic said he, he had reached across the net, but he didn't know what the rule on that was at the time, and he thought the point was his since he hadn't touched the net. Let me just say, I happen to love Novak Djokovic as a tennis player, but if I know the rule on this, then he's absolutely got to know the rule. If he reached across the net to hit the ball before it had, it had crossed the plane of the net, then he should have lost the point. But this is a good example of exactly the type of situation that can come up in a match that you play. So what do you do when you come up against opponents who are playing right on top of the net, opponents who you think are so close to the net that they're bound to be making contact with the ball before it crosses the net, opponents who you think are violating this rule of tennis? Well, here's how I think you should handle the situation. Here's what I do. First, watch the player carefully. If someone is constantly playing so close to the net that this might happen, it probably will happen, in my opinion. Second, if you think the player has reached across the net, just ask them, did you reach across the net to hit that ball? They'll most likely say no, but now you've put the idea in their head and they'll know you're watching. When this has happened to me, I usually don't ask this until maybe the third or fourth time that I think they've reached. But once I say this, I find that the vast majority of people back off. Third, if this maybe they reached across the net situation keeps happening, keep right on asking about it and bring up the rule. You do know you can't reach across the net to hit the ball, right? You lose the point if you do. Most people with these few steps will not only quit reaching across the net, they'll actually back off the net. But remember, it's their call and some people will fight you about this. Finally, if you're convinced someone is repeatedly reaching across the net but is denying it, let them know that you need to bring in a linesman if you're at a tournament or a captain 
at a league match to watch. And if you're not in a tournament or a league match, this may be one of those situations where you're just going to have to drop it because it's their call. Just be aware at this point when you're making this many, um, I hate to call them accusations, but when you're pointing out this reaching situation repeatedly, you're basically accusing the other player of cheating. Most players do not want it to go this far and will back off before this happens, but you may find yourself in that weird situation where that doesn't happen. The bottom line here is to realize that all you can really accomplish is to make your opponent aware of the rule and to let them know you're watching. And honestly, there are people who don't know the rule on this. I doubt that person is Novak Djokovic, but there are people who don't, so you may have to educate them, which is a good reason to have a rule book in your bag. Now, before we put this reaching over the net thing to rest, just be aware that there is actually one situation where you or your opponent can reach across the net. Of course, there's always going to be an exception. Again, in that UST article on reaching over the net that I'm linking to in the show notes, a great explanation is given. The article explains that if the spin of the ball or the wind brings the ball back over the net to the side of the player who hit the shot, the opponent may then reach over the net and play the ball. The opponent can't touch the net in this situation or the other player's court. And this is the only situation where a player may reach over the net to play a ball. If the opponent does not play the ball and it bounces on the side of the player who hit the spin shot, that player who hit that shot wins the point. So try to picture this. Your opponent hits some kind of nasty spin drop shot that comes over to your side of the court, bounces on your side of the court, but then spins backward over the net to your opponent's side of the court. If that happens, you're allowed to reach over and tap the ball into their court without touching the net or their side of the court. If you fail to tap the ball with your racket and it lands back on their side, they win the point. So in this situation, you've got to reach over the net to hit the ball on their side for it to be considered a winning shot for you. While this is a weird application of the rule that you probably won't see too often, that one time you do see it, you'll know it. I actually found a YouTube video of Canada's Milos Raonic hitting a shot like this in a doubles match a few months ago. I'll link to it in the show notes and you'll get an idea of how this type of shot might actually come up in a match. I think you'll also get an idea of why you probably don't want to have to ever hit this shot in a match. As I said, I'll put all of the show notes and resources that I mentioned in this episode in the show notes, which you can find at tennisfixation.com slash quicktips36. If you've got rules questions, be sure and let me know as this is an area I really love talking about and looking into. You can always email me with your rules questions, any other tennis questions, or if you have suggestions about what you'd like to hear on Tennis Quick Tips. You can reach me at kim at tennisfixation.com. All of my contact info 
other tennis quick tips episodes, and a ton of other great tennis tips can be found at tennisfixation.com. As always, thanks so much for listening and happy tennis.